Hi there, Monica White, licensed mental health counselor here. Welcome to Boost Your EQ. This is the podcast where I teach the most important psychology skills you can learn to build abundant, thriving relationships with yourself and the people around you. Welcome to episode 39. In this episode, I'm going to discuss Erickson's stages of lifespan development. So I'm going to go from baby to, you know, old, old age, retired, and we're going to go through the stages of lifespan development. And you're going to find this sort of mind blowing because it's going to explain a lot and help you focus on where you need to put your attention and what things to build into your life so that you can increase the quality of your life experience. Let's go ahead and get started. All right, so as always, if you go onto Instagram and find me at WellBe2Go, you can find a PDF worksheet that's titled Erickson's Stages of Psychosocial Development, and it looks like a rainbow. So it's a chart with rainbow colors, you know, purple and blue and orange and rainbow colors, right? If you can't find me on Instagram at WellBe2Go, then just Google Erickson Stages. Erickson, E-R-I-K-S-O-N, stages, and you're going to find a lot of images, and it will connect you with Erickson's stages of psychosocial development. So Eric Erickson was a psychologist. He was born in 1902 and passed away in 1994 at age of 91, and he was known for a few things, but what I remember him the most is for his stages of psychosocial development. That's basically your development from baby to adolescence to early adulthood to middle age to older adult, right? And I love this. I think it just explains everything. It's just so clear and it makes everything make sense. So it's basically looking at the stages of your emotional psychological development from baby to old age. And it tells you exactly what you need to learn so that you're not confused about, hey, what do we need to work on, right? In graduate school, I also took this Erickson's stages as a whole six-month graduate school course. It was called Human Growth and Development. So it's really kind of not the greatest thing that I had to wait until I was 30 years old to learn about human and lifespan development, but nevertheless, I'm glad that I did, and I use Erickson's now all the time in my counseling therapy practice. So Eric Erickson created this eight-stage model of psychosocial development. Now, if you've Googled it and you found the little rainbow, you're going to see age, so approximate age. So that's infant to 18 months, 18 months, three years, three to five years old, five to 13 years old, 13 to 20, 20 to 40 years old, 40 to 65 and 65 and older. So this is super clear. This is just um, the clearest thing I could possibly imagine, but it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight stages of psychosocial development. So how does this apply to you and how can you make this work for you? Well, first off, I'm trained to look at this for everybody. (laughs) So I can always kind of tell if people tell the story of their childhood, I can kind of tell where the stages of development, you know, they kind of experience sort of like a glitch or the, or let's say like your parent kind of dropped the ball. So let me explain how this works. So infant 
to 18 months old. So basically, you know, if you're a baby, and what do babies do? So babies eat, go to the bathroom, and sleep. That's it. That's all babies do for the first, you know, six months to a year, essentially. Now, if your parent was a healthy parent, then you would learn to trust your parent because the parent would be like, oh, it's time for you to take a nap. It's time for you to eat. The parent would know those things. However, if you had a parent that wasn't necessarily the healthiest or didn't know how to parent, let's say they dropped the ball, for example, or they just had a lot of anxiety or they were stressed out, then the parent might make you feel bad. The parent might make you... The parent might may, might say something like, oh, how come you're hungry again? Or how come you're you're crying again? And as a baby, you would already start learning mistrust in your caretaker. So even as six-month-old, one-year-olds, in fact, all the developmental science says that babies remember. So even at six months old, a baby's already forming memories. So you would look at your parents and say, hey, you know, were they parenting in the optimal way? Now, of course, you don't need a perfect parent. In fact, all the psychology says you just need a good enough parent. Good enough is great. However, it's also good to be a little critical. You know, all of us have experienced issues in our childhood where we could say, hey, our parent could have done better. And that's a great thing to do because you can actually go backwards into your psychosocial development as a baby to little kid to teenager and say, wow, like that kind of that did affect me. And it's always good to acknowledge things that affect us, right? It doesn't hurt us. In fact, it makes us more clear and helps us process, organize, and clarify our memories, our life experiences. So stage two, 18 months to three years old. What does a two or three year old do? Well, two or three year old makes messes. So if you make a mess, let's say you're a little two year old baby and you eat food and you make a mess, you throw it all over the floor. If your parent was pretty healthy, then they would say, hey, you know what, let's clean up the mess. If your parent wasn't as healthy, they would make you feel shame and doubt. So a lot of parents would be like, why are you always making messes? You're making me pick it up after you or you're making messes. That wouldn't be the healthiest approach because we know two and three year olds make messes. So if your parent made you feel guilty or made you feel shameful and doubt yourself, then you may have learned that shame and doubt all the way at two years old. So stage number three is three to five years old. old. So if you're a three or five year old little baby, little kid, what do you do at three to five years old? Three to five-year-olds are learning how to tie their shoes, for example. So if your parent is pretty healthy, then they would say, hey, let's let's try tying your shoes. You can do it on your own, right? They would make you feel kind of empowered and give you that initiative to take on new challenges. If a parent wasn't so healthy, then they may, may make you feel guilty. So the parent may say, oh, you can't tie your shoe. You can just, you never know how to tie your shoe. What's wrong with you? you know, the kind of that guilt, then you would have learned that at three to five years. So stage number four is five to 13 years old. So what do five to 13 year olds do? Five to 13 year olds are learning how to do things on their own. So whether it is um, create school projects, for example, or, you know, learn how to play sports or gymnastics or something like that. 
So what do five to 13 year olds do? If a parent teaches them how to, I don't know, like solve puzzles or do creative projects, science projects or engineering project projects. I remember we did things like um, science projects and toothpick bridge, things like that, right? If your parent helps you with that, you're going to learn industry. If a parent doesn't, they may make you feel inferior. They'll say, oh, you didn't get a good grade on that science project. And then as a little kid, you may be saying, well, you didn't help me on that project. But the parent blames you. And they'll say, well, how come you didn't do it? You're not as good as all the other kids sort of feeling. So if the parent's healthy, they'll help you take on new projects, new challenges, and learn to solve problems. If your parent was not so healthy, they would make you feel inferior, like you can't do it, you know, there's something wrong with you. All right, so let's go to the next stage. This is stage one, two, three, four, five. So this is where things get very interesting. 13 to 20 years old, basically. That's your teenage years. We all remember our teenage years. So you can think to yourself, was I confused as a teenager or did I kind of know myself? Did I have a sense of pride or was I confused? That's where it gets interesting. So if your parents instill the sense of pride in your identity, in your culture, in your family, in who you are, then you would have learned identity. If your parents were confused or maybe they didn't have great self-esteem, then you might learn confusion. Now this gets interesting because multicultural awareness plays a big role here. So for me, for example, I was a multicultural child and I had to kind of understand, you know, what's the dominant American culture and how can I love my parents' culture, my mother's culture, and also fit into the dominant culture. So a lot of multicultural children who don't fit into the dominant culture experience some identity versus confusion, and that's called multicultural stages of awareness. So any child that has multi-ethnicities, multicultural background is going to also, during this time, have to go through a multicultural stages of awareness process. And that's actually its own process. Those are like five different stages of forming who you are and being proud of where you came from and also adopting and um, maybe deciding not to adopt certain things from the culture that you live in. Anyhow, that is a whole nother topic. So multicultural stages of awareness. But the point is, is that as a teenager, you sort of have to recognize um, the stages of awareness and who you are as a person. Otherwise, you know, if you don't learn or your teachers don't help you or your parents don't help you, then you may kind of get a little confused. So I remember getting lost and confused in my teenage years because I didn't really know how to be proud of where I came from or who my parents were or even just things like mental health issues. I didn't quite understand that and my, my parents didn't really help as well as I would have liked them to. On the other token, I did figure it out eventually, but that didn't come until the next stage. 
Stage number six is so important. That is 20 to 40. Basically, from the ages of 20 to 40, we learn intimacy versus isolation. Now, this is huge. This is like the most important time in life, I think. This is when most people go to therapy or counseling because they experience difficulties with themselves, like their own self-awareness, their own self-esteem, their own sense of resilience and boundaries and assertiveness, etc., their own self-awareness. And they also are experiencing issues with relationships, with partners, with healthy relationships, and with you know peers and coworkers and people around them. So most people go to therapy or counseling between the ages of 20 and 40, and it's so interesting because that's the stage where we have to learn intimacy. And what is intimacy? Intimacy is basically just loving yourself, knowing yourself, and being able to connect with others. It's so simple. You know, 20 to 40, we have to learn how to know ourselves you know, be self-aware and to be socially aware. So have that different levels of intimacy. Now, not everybody has, you know, emotional or psychological intimacy with us. Basically, they're just an acquaintance or they're kind of neutral. They're around us. But that's where we learn how to care and love for people close to us and develop friendships and relationships and partnerships and marriage and parenting. So 20 to 40 is a hugely very important time and that's why most people go to counseling therapy between the ages of 20 to 40 because we want to learn how to develop connection with ourselves and with others. If not, then you see people that have issues with isolation. They just feel like they can't connect with others. So this stage, stage number six, 20 to 40, is so important, so crucial, and um, I, I just find this stage so fascinating. This is where you want to do all the personal work, and I'm going to explain why, because the next stage is your midlife. Stage number seven is midlife. That is 40 to 65 years old. The psychosocial stage here, the developmental task, is that we need to learn generativity versus stagnation. What does that mean? That just means contribution, right? That means 20 to 40, we learn connection. and 40 to 60, we learn contribution. So we're generating something of value. That's our purpose. That's our mission statement. That is contributing to the wider community and creating an impact and a change that we feel proud of. This is so interesting because anyone that kind of waits to 40 to 65 years old to develop their self-awareness or go to counseling, etc., it's never too late, but at that stage we're dealing with contributing. So a lot of times older folks feel like they've stagnated because they haven't contributed and they, they haven't um, been a part of something bigger than themselves. This is why I always tell younger folks, I'm like, hey, if you're 28, 30, 34 years old, it's a perfect time to develop your self-awareness and learn how to not just love yourself, but love others. That way, by the time you hit 40 to 60, you have, a, you have an authentic voice, you have a sense of purpose and passion, and you know who you are, and you can share that special message with the world. This is also why career and for example, building a business and building a lifestyle and designing your life is so important because by 40 to 65, you want to be generating, you want to be creating and contributing something that you feel is meaningful. 
And that leads me to the last stage of development. This is so fascinating, but the eighth stage of Erickson's stages of psychosocial development, lifespan development, is 65 and older. So when we think of 65 and older, I think of me as a retired person. I think of myself as somebody that has now had experiences and life experiences and a quality of life that I am happy with, right? So during this stage, we learn ego integrity versus despair because not to be dark here, but we're going into old age after 65. So we want to be able to have a sense of perspective and to be able to look back on our life and feel pride, feel proud of the things that we did. And if we have that sort of contribution and connection and knowing ourselves, then we're going to have this ego integrity. We're going to feel good about our life. We're going to have those positive memories and we're going to say, you know what? I did a great job. I am proud of my contribution. I'm proud of myself. So you can really enjoy your older age. Folks that maybe didn't get all these stages accomplished, they may feel a sense of despair, like they didn't, they regret or sadness for maybe some of the things that they didn't do. This is why Erickson's stages of psychosocial development is so brilliant. There's, you know, since this, there's been many different interpretations of it, but I just like the old school model the best. I think this one is clear, eight stages, is good enough for me, this works super well, and I use this all the time in my practice. In fact, I teach, this is probably one of the top three things I teach all my clients. So now how would this work with you, for example? So if you come into counseling or counseling, therapy, coaching, what, whatever you wanna call it, and you get a clinician who's experienced with human lifespan and development, you may start saying things like, oh, you know, I just feel guilty, or I just doubt myself, or I don't really trust people. Well, obviously a therapist is gonna pick up on that and we're gonna think, wow, where did you get those core beliefs? Where did those concepts come from? And as you tell the story of your life, you know, from baby to teenage to adulthood, we're going to hear where your parents may have dropped the ball or maybe where they did a great job. For example, in my life, you know, I had two very kind, wonderful parents. However, I kind of think they could have helped a little bit with my identity. So they could have allowed me to explore it a little bit more and they could have been a tiny bit more helpful because as a teenager, I didn't have the best self-esteem. I kind of didn't have that framework to integrate, you know, my multicultural development into adult life. So, you know, my parents were wonderful. However, you know, that's kind of where I got hung up. So you want to look back on your childhood and you want to say, you know, if I have issues with guilt or inferiority or shame and doubt or mistrust, let's just take a more um, critical eye and be open to maybe looking at the role that our parents played in helping us develop. Because here's the deal, as a baby, as a little kid, and as a teenager, you can't do it alone. We rely on the guidance of parents and people in our community. And sometimes, guess what? Parents and people in our community, they 
didn't quite know how to parent in the healthiest way possible. So it's really cool if you can kind of look at your own stages of psychosocial development and if you journal out where you sort of experienced issues and then process it a little bit more and go deeper. And so don't be afraid. Don't be um, anxious about it or fearful or scared to bring up some of those issues. If you have the right framework and a good clinician, it's pretty enlightening to clarify, process, and organize. So this Erickson stages, when I learned this in graduate school, my mind was blown. I thought, wow, this is the coolest framework ever. And since then, I've used it thousands of times. And it's just so clear, so concise. I just find this just genius. It literally is just brilliant. It makes perfect sense to me. And it also will make perfect sense to you so that you can know what to focus on. So when I tell younger folks, I'm like, hey, you know what? The good news is there's not that much else. You know, let's say you're 25, 30, 35 years old. I'm like, hey, good news is all you need to learn between 20 and 40 is connection with yourself and connection with others. So, you know, loving yourself, knowing, learning how to love others, being a healthy person, being a healthy friend, that's what you need to learn. That way, by the time you're 40 to 60, you can contribute something of value and you'll feel proud by the time you're an older person, you can look back on your life and be like, wow, I had like meaningful contributions, meaningful friendships, and I really enjoyed my experience. I enjoyed my me time, I, I enjoyed my alone time. So loneliness is a simply a choice, it's actually not a feeling. You don't have to be lonely. If you learn the skills, you can choose how to have many different abundant interdependent relationships. And relationships are a skill, and it's really easy to learn if you have the right framework. That's why Erickson's stages of lifespan development is literally genius and I encourage all of you to take a look at it and write like kind of essays on it. So again, in graduate school, I wrote an essay based on my life in all these different stages and it really helped me clarify like what are the things that I need to work on? And then I was also able to look ahead. So I was like, all right, till the age of 40, I just really need to learn how to be a healthy person, how to have healthy relationships, how to love myself, how to love others, how to connect with others and not be isolated, not feel lonely because it's a choice. So I created, you know, for me personally, I went out on a limb, I stepped out and I said, you know what, I'm gonna create groups, I'm going to take chances, I'm gonna get out there and facilitate and organize. So this is why I started a tennis group and I became a facilitator of hundreds of people and I learned how to connect. And I was like, wow, this is really not that hard. It's really fun to connect with other people. Of course, there's a world of, you know, different personalities, etc. but because I knew myself and I knew the goal, I was able to to connect with so many different people, hundreds of people. And so now I'm 38 and moving into my middle age, my 40s, I'm totally excited. I am not all regretful or remorseful about anything. I'm like, you know what? I had the courage to step out there, to use my authentic voice, to be myself, to try new things and to bring people together. And now that I have that experience, being an athlete and being, you know, a facilitator and organizer and have having run many groups, worked with 10,000 plus plus people, I feel great. I'm like, I, you know, this was time well spent. 
So I encourage you to become an organizer, to become a facilitator, to figure out what do you love to do and start getting out there and playing the games and being a good sport and developing your assertiveness and your boundaries and all the mindset skills that I've taught the last few podcast episodes. This will set you up to go into your 40s and 60s feeling like, wow, I know myself, I know my mission statement, I'm going to produce things of value, and you know, I'm going to make the world a better place, essentially. So that's all I'm going to say today. I definitely encourage you to Google Erickson's stages of psychosocial development and create an exercise, like an essay, and write a journal exercise to yourself, a narrative, a story, sort of like a writing, you know, writing a book, for example, just a short book and write about your childhood, your adolescence and your early adulthood years and sort of the stages where you may have experienced a little bit of challenge, right? And if you need help, of course, read it to your therapist, get in touch with a clinician that is experienced in lifespan development and bring it out there and we can perform through it. So with a lot of folks, I just have them, you know, perform through it so that we don't leave that sort of thing into like a, a fearful place. We bring it out and we perform through it. And that's really exciting, really empowering, and really fun. Now, of course, only do it if you feel comfortable. Never ever do anything you don't want to do. But if you have a great therapist and a great clinician, this is a really fun, cool exercise to do. Again, I did it in graduate school with a professor. Of course, my professor read all my narratives and gave me grades, but I did do it and I had to get some good grades. So I had to really learn this. And I I recommend that everybody take the time to learn Erickson's stages of psychosocial development. All right, friends, so that's it for this episode. Let's wrap it up. And today in this episode, I discussed Erickson's stages of psychosocial development from baby to three years old, three to five, five to 13, teenager to early adult, early adult to middle age, and middle age to older age. So we went through the entire lifespan. And you can think how you want to create a lifespan and design a life that works for you. And so that will help with your creativity, um, developing your abundance mindset, building up positive social supports, building in creativity, and designing the life that you want and building it with purpose and mission statement, right? So with the Erickson stages, you'll know exactly what to focus on and you'll be able to take creative risks in order to design the life that you really want and to get to those next stages of thriving. Okay, so hopefully this was helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at hello at wellbetogo.com. You can also find me on my website at wellbetogo. And hope everyone has a great Saturday. Enjoy the weekend. Okay, take care, friends. Bye-bye.